Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cupcake <laughs> Sports Bowl is the only more favorite sports football so In English. America's top rated sports book. <laughs> Trying to make money here. <laughs> All right, I might have to do more of an American accent. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo, Japan, competing for gold. DraftKings is a medal-worthy offer just for our listeners. It says my, but there's two of us. Listen to this. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. Even a bronze, which I call dirty gold. That's 101 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or dirty gold this week. <laughs> 101 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. And that's because the Olympics are only like every two years. Because, you know. But anyway, so sign up DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. It's plenty of instructions for new betters. Nearly limitless ways to get in and score! Uh, my friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook. And I know you're going to too! Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions of fun. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to episode 68, season two of Red Wings Raid, hosted by the Brothers of Discussion, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, today we'll be talking uh, the uh, arbitration situation with Adam Ernie and uh, Yaka Vrana. Uh, we'll talk about Tyler Bertuzzi uh, getting his new contract. We will bid a fond farewell 
two bluff former red one darren helm and uh looks like uh we have a little bit of nhl news to take care of with uh jack eichel's agents having a little bit of fun so we'll, we'll take a look at that as well where are we uh mike we have a couple of players headed to arbitration uh the uh that to be Jakob Vrana and Adam Ernie. Um mm. a lot of people freaking out on Twitter. Uh I I'd say the first thing to do here folks is take a deep breath. Uh I shared a good song for everyone to listen to which is uh, Colin Hayes Overkill uh where uh it, the song basically is about uh one who might be overthinking uh situations uh that just keeps him awake all night. Uh Demons keep coming back and flittering through his brain kind of thing. Just can't put them away. But, folks, let me tell you, you are <laughs> giving yourself a sleepless night for no good reason. Somebody's uh, been uh, firing up the Scrubs DVDs, I think. Huh? Is that you over there, Matt? A little uh, Colin I, action? I have never pushed that song <laughs> far away from my heart. Uh, whether it be in the middle of a Scrubs binge or not, uh, Colin Hay is uh, w- one of the great underrated uh, songwriters of our time. I love him. I call him Colin Hayes. I apologize. So he's not related to Isaac Hayes. <laughs> not that we know of. Um, I mean, as, as far as like the, the gulp I just had uh, that nobody got to hear or feel uh, was me going, oh, did I just get his name wrong? <laughs> as I dub him one of the most underrated songwriters. How appropriate would it be if we got his name wrong? Um, I thought you were pulling up Colin this. Hayes' uh, <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a quick Wikipedia search. Um, the, the best way to start this conversation is straight from Evolving Hockey. If you guys are uh, not subscribed or patrons of said website, you are truly missing out. Uh, we do it uh, most of the time through the middle of the season as we laugh away uh, <laughs> different trade rumors and things like that. Um, and uh, here we are uh, going to use their contract projection tool. And uh, the reason being for Verona and Ernie is uh, really, I want to come back to what this tool projected Bertuzzi to be. So it was pretty far off uh, when we were talking about Tyler Bertuzzi heading to arbitration last year. And I'm sitting here telling you to go check these boys out. Uh, There's a reason that their contract projections came at what they were. Uh, Part of the reason, of course, is we now live in what's dubbed the dead cap era. So that might be why they were so far off. Another reason is Tyler kind of got underpaid. Um, So basically what these predicted numbers are taking into consideration is play not just from the past season, because you could tell from Adam Ernie's total here, uh, but the past few seasons. And they're basing it off of the age of the player, uh, the relationship with their current team, moving to a different team. Is this a restricted free agent contract? All of those things come into play. And uh, this is what it pooped out for the two of them, again, from Evolving Hockey. And again, bringing this up because I want to take it back to the Tyler Bertuzzi uh, conversation. But for anybody who's not watching on YouTube, where you get to see our wonderful copy and paste graphics from uh, Evolving Hockey, uh, Jakob Verana predicted cap hit $5.5 million. Adam Ernie with his monster year still coming in at the 1.675. So 1,675,000 to uh, round that sucker off. Mike, I, you know, honestly, neither one of these numbers are going to hurt. And especially if this goes, like, if we don't get a contract settled and this does go to a hearing and there's going to be a middleman to make a decision on these contracts, these are going to be one-year contracts. So we're gonna we're gonna be okay like if both of these numbers popped up we'd be fine 
if they popped up with an extra million, also, mind you, everyone, we'd, we'd also be pretty gosh darn fine with uh, all the cap room we have. And uh, with all that flexibility and a contract number coming in extremely low, uh, more flexibility in case these guys poop the bed this upcoming season. So as we played this game last year, Mike, uh, the two of us uh, watched and waited to hear, uh, you know, we, I guess we'd played this game too with Anthony Mantha's contract, but we saw these predicted numbers. Uh, we waited and we hoped that the players would get paid for the money they've they've earned with their play over the past year, putting their body on the line. The, these boys deserve it. Um, now, if you're looking at this game and you're hoping that Verona and Ernie get paid, I, I would say in the history uh, if you want to look at the Iserplan history, or if you just want to look at the history of arbitration hearings, it's not going to necessarily go the player's way. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're a Red Wings fan and you want to make sure that these guys, you know, Eisman really sticks it to these guys and they get underpaid, you're going to be happy because they are, they're more than likely going to get underpaid. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, there's a lot of historical, uh, um, archived, data that supports uh the system is is not super great for the players um you know they should probably just you know look into maybe a two-year deal and get their agent in the negotiating room instead of bringing in this uh person who's gonna whew, really knock that uh aav number down quite a bit um it's just uh what kind of made me laugh is that verona um it looks like he probably, you know, thinks he's around seven and the wings probably are trying to lowball him at, you know, four and a half or five. So this, you know, middleman's going to come in and probably lean a little bit more towards uh, what the team thinks. Yeah. Um, and Veron is basically going to be on a prove it deal. And uh, it looks like Ernie, you know, there are prove it deals and it looks like he tried to prove it last season and he's on a, well, we'll prove it, prove it to us, prove it, prove it to us again. He's on a prove it to us again deal. Um, so they don't really believe this one year. Um, I, I think they are afraid this is, uh, you know, an apparition. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Ernie's, you know, happy to step up and uh, prove that this wasn't a one-year fluke uh, that he can be counted on um, on that stat sheet for the Red Wings. So uh, no surprise there what the guesses are. You know, a little bit under six for Verona, um, a little bit under two for Ernie. I Honestly, did think that was a little bit low. I thought he would end up, you know, getting uh, at least we haven't seen the number yet. You know, this is just that um, uh, estimate. But under two does does surprise me a little bit. Um, but I, I I don't really see the panic. This this is just kind of you know NHL rigmarole at this point. So I'm um, I'm not stunned that the the two of them went to uh, arbitration and uh, just pumped to see how it turns out and see what number they get. Yeah, so if uh, just to kind of turn back the clock a year, um, it was uh, this number from uh, Tyler was projected by Evolving Hockey at 5.299. This is the, you know, everybody who's writing a blog about what was going to happen with Tyler was coming to this number from Evolving Hockey. And uh, whether or not <laughs> you stuck to it, you either brought this number up or you waited till the contract came out and you're like, yeah, Tyler wasn't going to get that number. Any hoozles. The game we're playing here, though, uh, not really a game is uh, just kind of comparing what those numbers popped up with and the fact that Tyler ended up getting paid $3.5 million, which uh, just running that number is about 66% of this number. So am I sitting here saying, everybody, get out your calculators. Do 66% of those two numbers I showed you, and then we'll be good. We'll know what's going on. No, 
Uh, the, the game I'm playing right now is just to say that Iserman is prepared. Uh, Iserman has all the numbers that these uh, players are projected at. And I think a lot of this is going to go into, um, I, it's, it's going to be favorable for Detroit at the end of the day. It, it's going to be my best guess. I, I don't think Verona is going to have the information available to make the, um, I guess to make that play of like, <laughs> I deserve, you know, like, like we just showed around the five, five number, the 5.5. Uh, that he deserves around seven. It's going to be very tough to justify because these evolving hockey numbers actually make that justification that he deserves five, five. So if the analytics are out there and are dubbing it a five, five contract coming up uh, and Iserman comes, comes in with some more Iser planning. And uh, I mean, the confidence and swagger that gets guys to, to just roll over for him. Um, I, I'm prepared to see something under that i'm prepared to see something at five or a little bit less um if yeah and, and here's 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 the best point uh they're still able to sign between now and arbitration at the end of august when arbitration is so of course something could pop up but if this does go to arbitration that's exactly what we're talking about here is is these guys are going to probably <laughs> get hit like tyler did the last season so like like we said, Tristan, the game we were playing is if that goes to arbitration, that's where these these contracts are probably headed in the uh, below what evolving hockey is uh, predicting for these boys. And um, yeah, I think as Mike just put a minute ago, it's in these guys' best interest to get something played out before arbitration comes because uh, Stevie's probably going to win. All right, yeah. Mike, uh, we had some other uh, Tyler Bertuzzi news. Of course, uh, let me pop this sucker up here. Um why is that not popping up? There we go. There we go. Oh, here we go. Uh, Tristan. Oh, thank you so much, my man. Appreciate you saying that. Uh, yeah, and always, uh, if anybody, you know, Tristan, I appreciate you throwing that in there because that was something I think I, I neglected to throw out there was uh, to make sure I keep reminding everybody um, about those signings that can happen. But, of course, uh, I, I think – like you said, the end of August is when the arbitration hearings are, you know, I did have that date written down around here somewhere. The 20th is what comes to mind, but I'm probably wrong, but uh, somewhere at the end of August, you guys will be able to just see that on Twitter somewhere. But uh, yeah. we also had Tyler Bertuzzi signing Mike. Uh, I, I thought I'd uh, steal from cap friendly here and make a nice little graphic with Tyler's beautiful face. Uh, the 4.75 AAV. Uh, the base salary for the first year for uh, Tyler's contract, $4.25 million, and uh, moving up to five point two five in that second year. But like we just said, the 9.5 over two years, so the $4.75 million for uh, the next couple years for Tyler. Um, now, if we go back to what Evolving Hockey projected a year ago, uh, Tyler's finally sniffing that number. He's getting pretty close to it. <laughs> still not quite there. Yeah. It was still at five point two. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 5.299. So even in that second year of this contract, he's at 5.25. Um, so Ty Tyler's going to have to have a word with his agent and remind him that evolving hockey's out there to help him make his, uh, his stance uh, for where those contract numbers should be. But uh, all jesting aside, all joking aside, um, Mike Tyler's locked in in a very, very movable contract for a former all-star for the gritty guy that every Toronto Maple Leaf is drooling over right now that they want to see on their team. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm every Toronto Maple Leaf fan. Um, here, here we are, Mike. Um, I think that those are the words that people are afraid to think about, but uh, ultimately we, we locked in our man. 
Uh, Mike, we're going to get our uh, our big line now. Well, I guess we'll cross our fingers that we're going to see Bertuzzi and uh, Suter and Fabry lace it up together so we can have our Guelph Storm line. Um, this, I, I, I'd like to uh, call this, them the Red number. Storm, if that's okay by everyone. Uh, please throw out your uh, nicknames for that line. But, yeah, and, uh, we're going to get our line, was... and, and this contract could be traded tomorrow, and uh, it'll be super easy to move because this is a very reasonable contract. This, the contract like this is uh, where I feel like there's a lot of flaws in that arbitration system, right? Uh, Bertuzzi somehow got, you know, what, what, what was the math there? A, a 33% raise uh, from what he was doing the previous season, and he missed most of the year. Um, so this is clearly just we're projecting we think you're going to score more and, and be a, a first or second line center. And we think you're going to be healthy enough to earn a raise, which, you know, we, we know you, we didn't quite see that last year. Um, he's not been the, the healthiest player of all time. Meanwhile, Adam Ernie has a career year. Um, and that is still <laughs> not worth two million a year, which is. I think you and I being able to uh, take a look at those projections. What was it evolving hockey? Yeah. And um, agree. Yeah. This is probably what is going to come out of arbitration. And for us to feel like we, we are, are so experienced with those numbers. We know the players are going to get screwed. Should the question be then, is this a good system uh, where I'm not saying that Adam Ernie should be making five or 6 million a year, but I, it's like, what do you got to do to, you know, fix this discrepancy where we're, I know, I know Burton didn't go to arbitration, but I'm just saying the way that those figures compare, that's where it seems like there's a flaw in that and the way they set that up for the players. Well, I mean, that's where, um, you know, we, we had on like Jay fresh on our episode and I, I may have caught him off guard because you bring on an analytics guy. And what I immediately started asking him about was eyeball tests. Uh, and I, I, I we actually started the conversation. If anybody wants to go back to that, uh, uh, back and forth we had, uh, it was actually, we were, we agreed on a lot of points where I said, uh, analytics cannot tell the whole story. It absolutely never can because things like this happen. And we know what Adam Ernie is supposed to be. We know what this player is, uh, you know, what we're paying him to do. Uh, and you know, if he, if he throws in a few more goals, I don't, I don't think anybody's looking at Ernie's season last year and thinking, wow, I can't believe we're going to get this uh, for the next couple of years. So that's where you have to separate uh, the analytics and the eyeball test. And you have to be, I mean, there's a, there's a point of realization. There's a point uh, or uh, maybe realism. I want to throw out there, not realization. And there's, there's a point for what you ask these guys to do, what they're expected to do. And that's what you're going to pay them to do. And um, you know, I hate to say it. I mean, it's, it's almost like, and I, I'm going to step outside of the zone here of nobody expects Ernie to do what he did last year again um, or this past season again. But there's also the idea that like when you have an employee and you're signing them up, I mean, it's just this, this is where I always take <laughs> things out of the hockey world and try and bring them into the real world. When you've got those employees that eventually become like middle management or senior management, there's those moments where they earn that spot. And I think what you're saying is maybe did Adam Ernie you know, did he earn, did he Adam Ernie his way into a, a senior management role? Should he, should he <laughs> be able to, to come into work for nine to five and stop, you know, work doing all the grunt work? Um, I think, you know, that's where Steve Eichmann comes into play and he makes that decision. I, I've actually uh, been the victim of those decisions before where I did just oh such boy. a great job 
being the scrub. And I came in, I came into work on time. Uh, I, I worked probably harder than everybody else on the floor. So it was like, no, we're not giving you a management position. You're a scrub. You stay a scrub. You help me, the manager, look even better. That's where you sit. So <clears throat> I'm too, I'm using some pretty gnarly uh, vocabulary here to describe what was my situation. Certainly, Adam Ernie is much higher than a scrub, which is why we have our T-shirt, Retire um, 73, <laughs> available on brothersofdiscussion.com. Yeah. Um, so where, where I'm going with this is that you also have to pay the guy for the player you, you want him to be. Uh, there's a reason that this went to arbitration is probably because Ernie wants to uh, make out with this. Um, this he wants to cash in on his. On yeah, his, yeah. If yeah. we want to call it a career year, um, he wants to get that probably lengthy contract now before it's too late. And that's where at the start of the show where we said this is as good as it gets for Detroit Red Wings fans because this will be another. And you said it yourself. This ends up being another prove it year for uh, for Ernie because of this arbitration. We'll prove hearing. it again year. Yeah. Right. And um, it's probably going to go Stevie's way. Uh, but I mean, this conversation goes in so many different directions because uh, Tyler ended up what, what we, he went to arbitration last year, gets the 3.5 million. And then this year, I mean, after missing like a whole season with back surgery, he gets paid more than that uh, just by regular old contract negotiations. Um, so yeah, I, it's <laughs> it's a funny thing, right? Uh, but I still have to come back to the idea of like you you have these guys that and just to bring it out again out of the hockey world, you have these guys that you want to pay to fill specific roles. And if Eiserman says I'm going to pay you to fill this specific role, and there's a disagreement there, that's that's just right. That's the long and short of it. Right. Yeah. Um... It, it's at least something to bring up, you know, in, in poor Ernie's defense or, you know, a middling, um, you know, NHL hockey player trying to get a, a reasonable number <laughs> based on what he's done the previous season, especially when he's in the negotiating room and he looks at games played from the 2020-2021 season between himself and Bert as Bert's number comes in and then just slides two documents across the negotiating table or he might have to hold them up against a Zoom screen. I don't know what they're doing this year, but... Yeah, um, hopefully he can, uh, you know, have enough, prove it in his prove it again year and uh, cash in the next the next season because it, it doesn't look like he's going to be doing that this year. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, Ernie. We're rooting for you, though, bud. Um, so I know we, uh, you know, we talked about Verano. We talked about Ernie. We talked about Bert. Um, there was just one other thing. I wasn't sure if you even wanted to jump into this or if you had one more point. Do you want to get into Jack Eichel? Yeah, we can we can touch on that for a little bit here. Uh, I do want to get on uh, Tristan. Let us know, uh, you know, thoughts on on signing Josh Williams. Um, just to go over these stats for anybody, because uh, Tristan threw it out there. You should, t- you know, take a look at this kid's stats uh, playing in the uh, the WHL for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, uh, Sixty four games in uh, 2019, 20, uh, 52 points, 25 goals, 27 assists. And then. Uh, 22 games this past season it'd be uh, 17 goals 13 assists for 30 points um i mean uh, it's uh six foot one right wing 190 pounds shoots right-handed um 
Gosh darn. Uh, I I don't know. I I definitely want to do more research than uh, popping them up right now. But if this is something where it was, <laughs> you know, let's see what you can do. Kind of contract uh, with a lot of flexibility. I I'm I'm all for it. I, I I don't know if there has been a prospect contract out there that I I would turn down at this point for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I I would come back to one of the other points I did want to make, but I crossed it off our notes was that right now we have, we have 12 forwards. Uh, if we don't include, like if you go to cap friendly's page, we're going to say that uh, Verona and Ernie are going to get signed, right? That right. still leaves a, or I'm sorry, that doesn't leave us any room because on cap friendly's page, they, they went ahead and said, all right, there's your, there's your 12 forwards. And here's the list of guys, Mike, not included in that. Jonathan Bergeron, Lucas Raymond, Joseph Valeno, uh, Taro Hirose, uh, if you want to play this game, Chase Pearson, and and not playing a game, but Giovanni Smith. So <clears throat> I'm all for signing that guy. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe you could tell us more, Tristan, or I'll have to do more research for the next episode. But yeah. um, I'm game for it. And I, I'm guessing then you're, you're – probably take on this is he's not coming to uh, an NHL roster because I don't see any space for it. And uh, of course, you know, where do we send him from there? So I, I, you know, I got to give you a shout out because I like the thought on there. I haven't given him too much of a look, but um, you know, you don't want to turn down an opportunity to bring in a kid with, uh, you know, an over point per game uh, right now in the juniors, if you have the opportunity to pick him up. Um yeah, nothing against that for sure. Um, I mean, looks promising based on the stat sheet, but uh, yeah, we definitely want to watch you know some film and stuff like that before um, totally going in on them. But uh, I got to think the priority is you know they they still need a center or two, um, and maybe that's where we kind of sashay into this. Um, it would be far fetched, but it's only going to be as far fetched as it takes for Iserman to just sit there and twiddle his thumbs while Buffalo's demands uh, start to drop a little bit. But before Buffalo's uh, <laughs> demands start to drop, uh, Matt, the agent stepped in, um, and you said he had some pretty juicy uh, quotes for us here. Um, as the trade has still not happened, Michael is still a saber. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm trying to click on this stupid. Twitter window and I won't, I can't get the damn thing to open up. So here's uh, <laughs> Peter Fish and Peter Donatelli uh, representing Jack Eichel. Pete and Pete, um, I like it. Yeah, isn't that cute? A little uh, old school Nickelodeon reference like that. Cool. Yeah, they they go, the, the way that they're starting out here is just the process is not working. As previously stated, uh, we fully anticipated a trade by the start of the NHL free agency period. Um, I mean, just to kind of jump on a couple of these. <laughs> what uh, you does know, that to, even mean? Do they think that a third party is going to come in and negotiate on the Sabres' behalf to trade Eichel? What does that even mean? <laughs> so, I mean, here, here's where it gets juicy. Um, are carrying right now. Love it. The the recommendation by Jack's independent neurosurgeon and other spine specialists consulted in the surgery Jack feels most comfortable having in order to correct the herniated disc in his neck is to proceed with an artificial disc replacement surgery. Uh, further point of concern is that our camp was in, initially under the impression that the Sabre specialist was in agreement with the artificial disc replacement, replacement surgery until that was no longer the case. Um, so so one of the issues here, and, and this is the one I, I should have started with, if he had had that surgery already, which they want to get him moved out of town so that he'll, they'll find someone that'll let him have this surgery, which is crazy that the Sabres have this power. 
uh, and this is another, you know, we, we're talking about contracts in the NHL. Here's a much worse problem in the NHL is that you, you do your own control over your own body. Right. You do your own research for what's best for me. Uh, Mike, he was, he was projected to possibly be able to start at the beginning of this season. And the longer they wait, the longer that looks like it's not a thing. So this is not only literally hurting Jack Eichel and his body. Um, there's, Shoot, I mean, this is it. This is this is now going to take possibly a season away from Jack. Is now the longer they wait to trade him, uh, because they're waiting to make a bunch of dough off of this Jack Eichel trade. Which you know, do you really want to blame him if you, if you're going back to a regular business situation? And uh, unfortunately, you know, there are assets <laughs> that are moved in businesses. Uh, these are human beings, which is the major difference here. Um, and and the problem with what the Sabers are doing here is they're treating him more like a thing and an asset rather than the human being uh, who would like to be moved. So uh, they're, they're just trying to make as much as they can off this. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean there's problems is, all over this. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Look, Buffalo is trying to get as much as they can for Eichel. And a lot of teams are just kind of waiting for Buffalo to bend a little bit. Right. Like, you know, we don't want to give up the entire future, like NHL ready players and first round picks. This Commentary does not make that process any easier because now his value is just going down because you have to, you have to, now you have to know that Buffalo is like, now we have, we almost have to trade this guy. Like we, we can't just twiddle our thumbs and wait until the trade deadline. Now it's getting to a point where we're getting pressure to do this. So they're going to be getting, you know, 50 cents on the dollar uh, for an Eichel trade. This, this, I, I understand their want to, get out the um, like medical information and what's going back and forth between, you know, them and Buffalo. But I mean, Buffalo signed them to a mortgage, you know what I mean? Like a really yeah. long-term big money contract and they're willing to, you know, potentially hang on to them. Right. Um, as you know, now we know they're trying to rebuild and they're, they're giving away all their guys were, you know, former, formerly highly touted, highly, you know, drafted uh, pieces this this makes that process so much more difficult, Matt. And I, I feel like it's to the advantage of whichever team trades for him that now this is going to be one less draft pick because of the um, the health issue, and you're potentially losing out on the 21-22 season while you you wait for this to peter out. Um, so that's one extra year where you're not getting Eichel to play because he's probably going to get that surgery when he gets moved. Um, so it's it's just. It's really rough uh, for Buffalo's image. It's really rough for the trade value of Eichel. This is uh, kind of a nightmare scenario. Um, this is Eichel Chronicle just spirals, spirals further into hell uh, for Buffalo. Yeah, it's it's tough to put your finger on this because um, I think at the end of the day, as a Red Wings fan, I don't want to see Jack here right now. I I don't I don't know if that. Um, my gut says this does not make sense right now. I don't think Eiserman's ready to sniff that, but then, you know, I tomorrow mean, we we'll trade for him that, and I'll need to change skill, my tune. Right. We need huh? a center of that pretend, you know, when he's healthy, we need a center yeah. that's who's that good. And I mean, he's got such a long contract. <laughs> he would be here by the time our uh, prospects yeah, I, are ready to be in the NHL, but he, there's no way I, 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 I don't, there's too much to give up. Right. I, we're not giving away NHL ready guys. And you know, Red Wing first round picks are so valuable right now. I, I don't see it. 
Yeah, and I I think just right now, I it doesn't look like that's the path that we were on. Was that we were hoping, uh, you know, Jack Eichel was was going to be in this uh, position, that the Sabers are going to be in this position, like that was the only way the Iser plan was going to work. But I mean, we just talked about in the draft uh, where Eiserman talked about how he his draft strategy works is that he has never gone in saying I need to make I need to trade up what he does is go he goes pick by pick sees where guys are available and figures out when it's going to work so if the trade worked I I just at this point you know uh, the Eichel agents have made their move all Buffalo has to do is continue doing what they're doing and just wait for the trade that's going to benefit them most like it's already out there all of this information they already suck like they they already are the team making this horrible decision so I, honestly, it, it, it's probably in their best interest to just continue to play poker and just wait it out and wait for the trade. That that makes sense. Um, you know, uh, it, it's probably the trade offers might hurt, might get hurt by this for a while. But once the, I don't know, once the conversation heats up again and the NHL and Kevin Weeks throws out another rumor that he might get traded this week, then they'll start getting more calls again. And then the offers will heat up again and they'll be the team that absolutely needs Eichel right now to make sure they get their, you know, playoff run and season tickets sold and and boom, there you go. Now you got, you got another trade market, but um, yeah, it might just be one of these things where now the agents have hurt themselves and they might just let everything blow over for a bit and then go back to the trade market for a while. Um, it sucks for Eichel. Uh, I, I'm not prepared to trade for him myself, uh, but yeah, this is this is this is terrible. But I did uh, before we we sign off, Mike, because we wanted this to be a short episode. Yeah, I I wanted to bring up um, this is kind of funny, Gary uh, Vandekar here in in the comments. Uh, I haven't been able to jump on uh, your comment yet, Gary, because we we brought it up already. Um, you know, he he brought up that the uh, filing for arbitration does happen all the time. Like um, we had. You know, yeah. we, we were talking about right, with Tristan, right, right, but yep. he did he did bring up, uh, you know, this point that Adam Ernie is a UFA next year. So one year, one year deal and he's gone, which Tristan gave us a little more information on our boy Josh Williams and finished off by saying, I think he's a copy of Ernie, ironically. So <laughs> let's this is the best way to wrap up this episode to give you a little bit more information. I mean, Tristan sees a versatile forward, plays strong, hard nosed game is a solid shot. Uh, but ultimately, I, I'm sticking to this point. Mike, how how much fun is it to just go, all right, Adam, you get your one year. If he says bye-bye, uh, we've got we've got Josh Williams in waiting down in Grand Rapids. Um, if if things were to work out no that pressure. way. Right. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary, sorry we couldn't get to your comment earlier, but I, I love that it did wrap into a couple of later comments. Right. And uh, we got one more here before we sign off. I'm guessing... Silver, that you are talking about Jack Eichel, where uh, he's on the pass bus, uh, he's or he's going to let that bus go by. He's going to wait for the next one, which uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's so funny. Iserman's not dro- Matt. Iserman's not jumping into those negotiations until uh, Pete and Pete do another uh, Pete bomb and <laughs> further drop that value, right? right. So. It, but isn't that funny? Like, why am I more willing to drop four first round picks for Elias Patterson? Uh, probably because there's there's you know analytically a, a little bit more of a two game <laughs> or a two way game there. But I want to drop four first round picks and pay Pedersen out the b hole. But I don't want to trade for Jack Eichel while his trade value is dwindling. 
we'll see, man. Iserman's sitting there. He's still got that huge chunk of cap. And uh, what, most of our – is there – what uh, – I'm just trying to double-check and see what we got coming up for 22-23. Uh, I mean, what are you going to be giving? Fa- Fabry going to be making six, $7 million? I don't think so. Uh, Zadina, he's going to get a little bit of a raise up to, you know, probably two or three. Uh, man, a two I, or I don't three. see it. We're, all these 30 year old defensemen coming off the books. I mean, Iserman, he's, he's just waiting. As soon as these prospects pan out, he's jumping right in and getting whoever he wants. Like he's going to put that big mortgage offer out there for, you know, some top gun guy. He's, he's just waiting to see, all right, is it worth it this season? Nah, we'll do it next year. Nah, we'll get on the next one. Um, so that's, that's what it looks like as he keeps biding his time with these two year deals with, you know, guys who are 24, 25, 26, 27. So it's still there though, Matt, your, your fantasy could still come to fruition. Um, I was going to bring up one thing too, before we left, uh, yeah. the NBA just had its draft and, uh, I just wanted to point out what a God awful, um, television experience that is, uh, when the poor people at the desk. Um, you know, for that, for the NBA are, are often hours behind, uh, the news for who's getting picked as, uh, you know, people like, uh, uh, Woj, uh, are, are letting us know not only of, of trades that are happening hours before the people on, you know, ESPN are saying anything, they know who the draft picks are, uh, before they're even made. And it's, it's awful because you, you, you're just sitting there waiting for something to come across the teleprompter. And I just... We give the NHL so much grief on this show when it comes to the other major sports. But by God, their NHL draft actually works. Nobody had a goddamn clue who was going in the first round. <laughs> Those guys were fantastic Las Vegas like like world championship of poker players because nobody knew what was going on. Nothing leaked. Um, I, I mean, the NBA one was so bad that they showed – uh, fan support for certain teams celebrating uh, their pick only to find out minutes later that the pick had been traded. So there was tons of fans going, oh, oh, we don't even have a pick in the first round. So <laughs> just want to give the credit NHL where it's due. We give them a lot of grief and they do a fantastic job of putting together that production of the NHL draft. So bravo. Just not, yeah, they just got to hold back on that expansion draft the next time they do one because that was, uh, oof. All right. I didn't uh, say expansion draft now. Let that, those yeah. are two different things. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Tristan, thank you for the, uh, we'll, we'll be doing our deep dive now on Josh and uh, Gary. Thanks for coming. Silver, thanks for commenting. Everybody else, uh, don't forget uh, promo code THPN for DraftKings if you guys want to jump in there and then uh, subscribe, please, uh, to the Win YouTube channel. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be playing. Uh, I guess we got we probably got some wrestling and hockey games coming out. We'll be playing on our Twitch, which is also for others' discussion. It's uh, at BOD Hockey for all of our Red Wings coverage on Twitter and at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. All right, Mike, this is a wonderful 15 minute, 38 minute show. And we came in, we're going to do 15 minutes, and here we go 40 minutes later. All right, thanks everybody. See ya.